reading is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, reading verses 22 to 33. So it's Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Jesus walks on the water. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. I'm Kate. I'm the youth minister here at St Paul's, and I'm going to be leading us in the talk this morning. Thank you, Linda, for that reading. As a church, we've been looking at John's gospel the past few weeks, and we're taking a break from that today and looking at Matthew, um, which is one, this is one of my favourite stories of Jesus and of the disciples. So um, why don't we pray and then we'll dig into it. Father, thank you for the chance to meet this morning. Thank you again that we can have a few faces in the building now. Thank you for those watching at home and who will be watching later. And God, we ask that you would speak to us through this story, that we would see the the steps that Peter took and we would be able to see how that makes sense in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so just for those of you who like a bit of background to this story, um, this story is also in other um, Gospels, um, but Matthew is the only one who records that Peter actually got out of the boat and walked. So it's in Mark and it's in John, but I've chosen this one because I love that Peter walks on water. Um, And it takes place in the fourth or the last watch of the night, verse 25 tells us that. Um, And we think that would have been any time between 3 and 6 a.m., which is around the time that our youngest son likes to wake up. So they feel, I feel their pain of being up this early. Um, and back in Mark, when he talks uh, about this situation, um, he records that the disciples still didn't understand about what had happened earlier in the day. So just before this happened, when Jesus fed the 5,000. Um, and they probably were still processing what they'd seen and heard earlier in the day. Um, so that's kind of the context of where we are and what's happened. Um, 
Now, to get us into this passage, I thought it would be kind of cool if I could find someone who had actually walked on water, um, because obviously we can try and picture it in our heads, but actually seeing it is a bit different. Um, and I'm going to use um, a clip that I've used a long time ago in youth group. I'm getting to that stage now where I've started reusing stuff. Um, and uh, it's one of my favourite characters from a reality... I say character, he's an actual person, but I think he's a character. Um, from a reality TV programme, The Only Way is Essex. I'm really sorry if you hate reality TV, but I love it. I don't get much chance to watch it now. Um, and this guy, in case you don't know who he is, Joey Essex is, he's so lovely, but he just kind of doesn't understand much about how the world works. And uh, yeah, he's, there's lots of things he doesn't know or yeah, doesn't really understand, but he's very sweet. Um, but he's just been given a new pair of shoes that he's told will help him to walk on water. So he's telling his friends about these shoes and then he gives walking on water a go. So let's watch that and see see how he gets on. All right, mate. Look, listen, these shoes run on water. They actually work. If you believe in yourself, you're going to walk on that water. You are walking on that water. I believe if in you, mate. You, you, you absolutely believe in you. Do you believe in me, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on, put your money where your mouth is then and show us. Let's do it. Show us what we should do. Right. You know, like you've got Superman, Spider-Man, Batman. Why don't we give you a name? Duckman. 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 Gooseman. Gooseface. <laughs> what hovers? I'm gonna hover man. Hoverman! 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 And I love that it ends with, I just don't think he had the right angle. Like, obviously, his angles have been different. Yeah, Dan, come on up. I've got my very own... Can I call you a Joey Essex? Or should, no, let's call you a Peter. Should we call you a Peter? <laughs> I said to Dan... I did, Dan wasn't going to help me. And then I realised, actually, I needed a bit of help. You can sit down. You can have a rest. That's all right. Um, and I was like, oh, actually, Dan, Joey Essex reminds me a bit of you. And he was a bit insulted. So... Just, you know, because he's like really up for stuff and gets excited. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so I thought uh, we would have a little think seriously um, about this passage because obviously the reason that Hoverman, that Jerry Essex couldn't walk on water, one is because he wasn't Jesus, um, but two, it was all about him. He was being encouraged by his friends. He was saying to them, you know, do you believe in me? Whereas actually this story is about, do we believe in Jesus? Do we believe in his power? Um, and so we're going to have a little look inside the boat and outside the boat and find some stuff. And Dan slash Jerry slash Peter's going to hold some stuff up for us. It's going to be great. This is the closest to in-person youth work I've done for like 18 months. It's great. I'm going to work you hard. Um, so uh, the boat. The boat represents um, for Peter 
the place that he was, the situation that he was in. Um, for us, probably living in the Midlands, we don't have boats. Um, I don't have one. You have actually, that's yours, isn't it? You're out all the time on the boat, but most of us probably don't have boats. Um, but for us, the boat is our situation, our context, the, the lives that we're living at the moment, I think. Um, Peter was in a place in the Bible that was just normal for him. He, he yeah, was just in his normal situation. But things had started to get a bit stormy. Um, verse 24 tells us that he was buffeted by the waves because the wind was against the boat and against him. And he saw Jesus and he chose to come to him. And I'd never noticed this before. I don't know if this is a passage that you'd read a lot, but I'd never noticed before in verse 28 that he asked Jesus Jesus, if he can come towards him. Jesus doesn't call him first. He asked to get out of the boat and follow him. And he met Jesus in this new place. He met him on the water and he had this amazing experience with Jesus. And then when he returned to the boat, so he returned to his old situation, um, he wasn't the same. His life had been changed. He'd, he'd been filled with the Spirit. He'd walked with Jesus. The wind died down and he was changed and the people around him um, were changed. So yeah, we're going to have a little look at the boat, see what's in there. Um, can you hold up the first thing? That one, yeah. I mean, you just snuggle yourself in if you want. It's just a blanket. Um, and I've got seven things, actually. I don't normally have seven things to say. That's nice. Make yourself comfy. Um, so my first point is that sometimes we have to turn away from things that are comfortable to take the next step. And it was really great um, hearing from Rachel this morning um, about the steps that she's taken. It was, it's very easy to stay in the things that we know and where we're comfortable. And she's choosing to actively go where God is is calling her. And I wonder if over this past few months, if perhaps we've been having some thoughts about perhaps God is calling us into something new, calling us out of the situations that we are comfortable in and asking us to go and do something else. And all Peter had to do was take one step to get out of the boat. And that was tricky. That must have been a really hard first step. And it didn't make any sense, perhaps, and it certainly didn't seem to make sense to those that he was around. But Peter did what Jesus said. Jesus, he asked Jesus if he could join him, and Jesus said, come, and he did. So this is, I think, what obedience looks like, doing what Jesus asks you to and I just wonder, are there any areas in our lives that Jesus is asking us to obey him, and we just need to take that first step and say yes? Okay, number two. Yeah, and I want you to play a tune, please. <laughs> That's nice. That's really special. Um, it's, this is, um, well, it's been passed down to two boys now. I think, has it got four strings or three? Three. Yeah, it's very tuneful in our house. Anyway, um, so the second thing, um, probably you didn't find on the disciples' boats. Did they even have guitars in those days? Probably not, did they? Anyway, there might have been some kind of music in the boat. Um, but yeah, the second thing I want us to think about is how worry can turn into worship. So after Peter gets back into the boat, um, the situation has 
changed. Verse 33 tells us that they could have decided, he could have decided to carry on worrying, to carry on thinking about all that was going on around him, or choose to worship. And we can do that too. The world we are in is still not very settled, is it? There's still lots of worries, lots of things going on that might be causing us anxiety. But we can choose, like Peter did, to turn from that worry and choose to worship instead. So I wonder, is there anything that we are worrying about that we could hand over to God and say, I need your power in this? Okay, so that's thinking about if God's calling us to obey him in something or if we can choose to uh, worship instead of worry. Okay, next you're going outside the boat. Yeah, starting this end. You can stay sat if you want, just dig down. I'm sorry about the water. It probably doesn't look very watery. They're nice. Do they work? Yeah. So our youngest then like still use them the wrong way round and make everything smaller. Yeah, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> okay, so binoculars. So outside the boat, um, we might find some, some things that will teach us something about Jesus. So binoculars help us to look for Jesus and to keep looking at each step. And I don't think Peter will have had binoculars. I think he will have had to just focus on Jesus. And although a storm surrounded him, he stayed focused on Jesus. The problems occurred when he stopped looking at him. So our point is to look for Jesus and keep looking. And verse 30 tells us that when he took his eyes off Jesus and looked at all that was around him, that's when he stumbled And so I think the meaning is clear that actually when life is stormy, we need to stay focused on that next step and stay focused on Jesus. Um, I don't know if you've read the book by John Ortberg. It's called If You Want to Walk on Water, You've Got to Get Out of the Boat, which is very simple to, to say, but perhaps more tricky in reality. So I wonder if there's a first step that we could take into something that Jesus is calling us to. And once we've done that, we might find that the adventure is exhilarating. The adventure is life-changing. So what does looking to Jesus look like for us in our situations? Okay, next one. This one's cute. There he is, look. I don't know if you'll be able to see it at home. It's a little seagull. So we have a little boy who loves birds and a grandma who loves to knit. So we have a whole menagerie of animals. Um, But we've got the seagull today. Um, Again, I don't know if they had seagulls in Peter's time, but maybe they did. Um, The reason I picked a seagull is because often the Holy Spirit is described as a bird or kind of hovering and flying or floating. And that was the closest I could get in this analogy. Um, So the next thing I want us to think about is that faith unleashes the Holy Spirit. Um, When Peter steps out onto the water, the Spirit of God keeps him afloat. It was his idea to walk on the water, but it was God who kept him afloat. It wasn't um, crazy new shoes or crazy trainers or his own self-belief. It was God's Spirit that kept him afloat. Um, Yeah, and we're told about that in verse 28. And I just wonder, um, do any of us need to ask God for a refilling of the Holy Spirit? Have we been struggling um, in our walk with him? And if we ask for a refilling of his spirit, will that encourage us on to take our next step in faith? Okay, next one, please. It's quite heavy, sorry. It's just a stone, big old stone. I don't know what 
I don't think you're allowed to take stones from beaches, are you? But I think we did. Anyway, the lovely stone. Um, getting us to think about uh, the next point, that fear can sink us. And we see that with Peter. He was walking along quite steadily, and then he looked around him, and it was his fear that caused him to sink. It can weigh us down. When Peter had that faith, he walked on water. When he had fear, he sank. And we're told that in verse 30. And um, Peter's doubts came from his natural eyes. He saw what was going on and he was worried about it. When he took his eyes off Jesus, that's when his faith withered and he sank. And the same is true for us. I wonder if God's asking us to do something or calling us into something new. And when we think about it, our fear overtakes us and we just feel like we can't do it. I wonder if there's a stone of fear that we need to lay down, that we need to hand over to God and say, I'm not having that anymore. I want to do what it is that you've called me to do. Okay, I think this is the last one. Are you going to put it on? <laughs> he did put it on as a practice earlier, but that was tricky getting off, wasn't it? This is for age two to four. Um, it's a life jacket. I put a rubber ring on the... Um, slide but that's nice Dan that's going to save you if you fall in isn't it and actually we've borrowed this from someone so if you recognize it I can't remember whose it is but give me a call and I'll drop it off on my home um okay so a life jacket <laughs> you can take it off if you want um uh, obviously probably the disciples didn't have life jackets inside or outside the boat but what I want this life jacket to remind us of is that Jesus helped Peter immediately. When you put a life jacket on, it doesn't say, oh no, hang on, I've just got something else to do. It's, it comes to your rescue immediately. And that's what happened with Jesus. Jesus didn't leave Peter drowning. He didn't leave Peter to fend for himself or to figure out the situation on his own. He went and he immediately helped him. He put out his hand, he reached for him, and they walked together. Verse 31 tells us that. And that is the same for us today. If there's a situation that feels too big or that we can't face on our own, Jesus isn't going to tell us to wait or to hang on or to do something else first. He's going to say, I'm here with you. It might not mean that the situation changes immediately, but we can know his comfort and his hand walking alongside with us. Peter shows us that having faith and leaning on God allows God to save us and to keep us safe in ways that we might not have experienced before. And I just wonder, do we need to turn to God for help with something? Okay, you're done. You can go if you want to. Should we give him a round of applause? Thanks, Dan. <laughs> what a brilliant Peter. Um, so, yeah, just to finish up, um, those seven seven things that we thought about. I'll remind us about them in a time of quiet in a moment. But I think Peter is a great example of how to follow Jesus and what that means. As followers of Jesus, we're called to have these new experiences and new challenges. And they might be a bit scary and they might ask us to step out of the boat and do something new. And Peter wasn't perfect. He sank. He still needed Jesus's help. But he didn't let that weakness get in his way. He still did it. And what a story to tell. I think Peter had a once-in-a-lifetime adventure with Jesus. And I wonder if there's a once-in-a-lifetime adventure that Jesus is calling us to. I wonder if we can be as brave as Peter was and walk on the water with Jesus. We're going to have a moment of quiet now. Um, 
yeah, band, if you want to come back, that'd be great. And I'm just going to remind us of those seven things that we've just talked about very briefly. So why don't we be quiet? We've thought about the fact that sometimes we have to turn away from things that are comfortable and obey Jesus and take the next step. We thought about turning worry into worship. I wonder if there's anything we're worried about that actually we could find time to praise God and seek him in it. We thought about looking to Jesus for each step. And I wonder what looking to Jesus looks like for you. So we can hear the birds in the background. We thought about being refilled with the Holy Spirit. I wonder if we need to take some time to be filled with his spirit again. We thought about stones and fear weighing us down. I wonder if there's anything we need to hand over to God, any fear that's gripping us that we can give to him. And then finally, we thought about the life jacket, about asking God to help us with something. So why don't we pray together to close? Father, we thank you for that story of Peter, for the once-in-a-lifetime adventure that he had with you. We know that sometimes we can be fearful or worried or not full of enough of you to take those steps. But God, I pray that you would fill us afresh today, that if there are challenges that you're calling us to, that we would do them hand in hand with you. And if there's things we need to say sorry for or to sort out with you, things that are weighing us down, would you help us to do that? We pray that we would be people of strength and boldness and courage as Peter was. And God, if this is all very new and we don't yet know you, I pray that you would um, just reveal yourself afresh to us in whatever situations we are in. In Jesus' name, amen.